This is Rusty Tanton and Amber Ray, and you're listening to Mostly ITP on the Georgia Podcast Network, the show focused on all things Atlanta and sometimes elsewhere. Um, it's April 20th. Uh, this is Amber and Rusty, and we're here with Eli Dickerson, and you run Urban Hiking Atlanta. That's correct. Yeah, it's uh, it's a group that kind of started. Out of necessity, um, I guess it was during the gas crisis in uh, late summer, early fall, and uh, I've got a group of friends that, you know, we've been going up to North Georgia to go hiking uh, probably once or twice a month for the last two or three years, and uh, we just, we really couldn't afford it. We couldn't justify driving all the way up to the mountains. Plus, I just felt guilty driving all the way up there, even if I could afford it, because the gas alone, um, you know, it just it didn't feel really responsible. So I decided, why not just hike across the city? There's plenty of cool things to see here. Um, there's plenty of neat green spaces. Some of them, like Piedmont Park, people know about. Some of the smaller ones, people don't know about. So um, basically, I pitched the idea to Chris um, over at Wonderroot, one of the founders of Wonderroot, and uh, you know we, we really pitched it um, really hard. Me and a friend of mine, uh, Mary Moreland, she's an environmental educator at Piedmont Park, and the whole time I'm looking at Chris's face and he's got this big grin, and I'm pitching it hard like, you know, I hope this guy really goes for this idea, we need Wonderroot's help, and he just looks at me and says, Go for it, man. Sounds good. What can we do for you? So uh, from that conversation in October, uh, we kind of brainstormed some ideas of where to go, and we started in January of this year. So what places have you hiked through so far? Uh, So far, our first hike in January, uh, we started in Reynoldstown. Actually, I should say all of the hikes start in Reynoldstown at Park Grounds, where they have so far. Uh, we started at Park Grounds and made our way uh, through Little Five Points, Freedom Parkway, Candler Park, and some of the Olmstead Parks on Ponce, all the way to the Fraser Center and Fraser Forest, which is a really nice piece of old growth forest uh, right in the city. It's, I think, around 30 acres, and very few people know about it. Well, I don't know about it. Where yeah. is it? Uh, it's, let's see. I think it's South Ponce and Ponce where they meet. So you know the Olmstead Parks, there's kind of a yeah. string of narrow parks right in front of Fernbank, yeah. which is my day job is actually an environmental educator at Fernbank Museum. So I was familiar with uh, the Fraser Forest. Having walked through once or twice on my walk home, I decided this might be something that people need to know about, they might be interested, and there's uh, a few trails that run through the park there. So on our walk, that was our halfway spot, sort of our destination. Walk the trails there. Uh, there's some nice big old trees and uh, a creek that runs through it. And then we wound back through Candler Park on our way back. So. That was the first one. After that, we've also ventured to Piedmont Park. We've done a Beltline tour with uh, the help of some other um, co-leaders as well. And most recently, we did a graffiti hike, which encompassed part of the Beltline, uh, a lot of Reynolds Town, Cabbage Town, 
part of the old fourth ward and our next hike is going to be um, early May we're going let's see our destination I think for this one is going to be a history tour down Ponce de Leon and we've actually got um, a local historian who's going to help lead that hike yeah. So how many people have come on this? It's been really amazing. With the first hike, it was probably eight to ten people, mostly my friends. Um, the second hike, maybe ten to twelve people. Third hike, we had 25 people and five dogs. The last hike, we had 31 people. So it's a lot of people. Yeah, it's been just absolutely taking off. And have you been getting the word out? You know. I have had to do very little, which has been nice. Um, there's a few different routes that people have heard about us. I think primarily through the Wonderroot emails that go out, also postings on their website. I've started a blog for the Urban Hiking Club that um, some people either stumble on or they hear about it through friends. The art newsletter that goes out, I've got some friends in the local art community and that's where they've heard about it. And a lot of it is word of mouth. It's just spread. I've had to do very little advertising aside from uh, you know, through Wonder Root. There's nothing like good old-fashioned word of mouth. It works. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, do you think there would be a number that we get to where it would be unmanageable? You know, that's come up a few times. I've had a few people ask me that. I have to say, even having 31 people, it didn't feel like too many. Now, there may get to we may get to a point where there are too many people, and I think what we might do is try to have multiple hikes on the same day. That's a kind of problem that I would love to have. Good problem to have, yeah. Yeah, I'm not. My main goal is to have as few restrictions on these hikes as possible. So when people ask if they can bring dogs. I don't say no. You know, I, I'll give them some information on the terrain, the destination, where we're going. They can determine if they want to bring their dog or not. Uh, so far, last month was the biggest hike, 31 people. It worked out. Um, hopefully it will continue to. But one of the coolest things, and this may be um, sort of a solution to having too many people on a hike, is that I've had numerous people come forward and say they want to lead hikes. Which is good, because I'm an environmental educator. I can only talk about trees so much, and people get completely bored. So, uh, after the first few hikes through green spaces, I had an opportunity to let other people lead the hikes. Well, the historic one sounds very interesting to me. Uh, and, yeah, so... I know somebody else led the graffiti one, correct? Yeah. Correct. Somebody we had a couple of local artists. You can get sort of subject area experts to lead mm -hmm. hikes on various areas. Yeah. I even put a poll on the um, the Blogspot site, the, the blog site that I started, just to see, you know, what do people want? Do they want a photo hike? Do they want a history hike? Um, just to kind of feel it out. And we're considering having, maybe getting together on a weeknight at Wonderroot, just sort of a roundtable discussion to see what people want out of this. Because the idea is that it's community-driven, community-led, and I want to go in the direction that people want us to go in, basically. Did you have um, a main goal when you started out? Because it seems like there's a lot of different angles. Like there's education, mm -hmm. fitness, history, learning about different parts of the city. I mean, there's lots right. of different angles you can come at it from. 
I think initially my goal was to get people outside and to allow them to take more ownership of the city that they live in. And the way to do that is to actually get out on foot and see some things. I have a lot of friends in, in the biking community here, and you can see a lot on bike. But even car versus bike versus walking you know, on foot, you can see different things. And walking allows you to go places that even on a bike you can't go. So I think really what I wanted to do was connect people to the city. I did want to have some educational focus, but not too heavy. I want that to be driven by what people want to get out of it. So the history tour will be probably the most educational tour that we have. It's led by a historian who has done this hike, this walk before. Um, but other hikes, you know, the I think it was the February hike, we were out for about eight hours. We probably covered close to eight ten hours? miles. We were out all day long. We stopped in Piedmont Park uh, to have a drink at Park Tavern. I was going to say, did you eat? It was, I don't know if you guys remember, this is the first Saturday in February. It was about 75 degrees and sunny. Yeah. It was the first spring-like day we Saturday, had. It was, yeah. it was nice. Everybody was out yeah. across the town. So, you know, the last hike was two hours. You know, the hike before that, six to eight hours. It just depends, you know. Whatever people want, that's what we do. And people kind of come and go um, as they want as well. They can drop out early, meet us halfway, whatever they want. So it doesn't seem like it's the hike aspect of it. it doesn't seem... I mean, when I think of hiking, I think of like, oh, you're climbing up the mountain, you're breaking a sweat. You, right. You know, it doesn't seem like that, but more of um, just seeing the city. Because I, I, I think you're right that what I've found is when I walk places, I mean, it sounds kind of, I don't know how to say it and make it sound like not weird, but you really do feel more connected, more of a sense of place, you know? Right. Well, just think about where you've driven in the last day or the last week and how you got there. So today I came from the museum here. I took Ponce down and then hit Piedmont and then 14th to Peachtree. Now, if I was walking, I would never take that route. <laughs> you can just go one street parallel, you know, one street east or west or north or south of where you might drive and you see a totally different side of the city. Yeah. So well, that's that's one of the neatest characteristics of Atlanta is like right here on 14th Street in Midtown where we're sitting here under skyscrapers and then you go 100 feet in that direction and you've oh, yeah. got residential over there and yeah. then you go 100 feet in another direction and you've got woods over there. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely one of my favorite aspects of the city and I can yeah. see how walking would facilitate being able to see that. Yeah, we've got... There's a number of green spaces just within a few blocks of where we are right now. Uh, there's old growth trees in Piedmont Park, at the north end of Piedmont Park. Uh, a lot of little spots like that that maybe you've driven past. You could have driven past it dozens or hundreds of times, but you don't realize that some of the oldest trees in the city are there or that some um, historically significant event happened there. So I think you know another goal is just to try to get people out even though it may be places they've been 
let's put a different spin on it and see you know, if we can well, learn a little bit. And I would think process. some of it too is just the time involved since you're taking more time to do something. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just, without even trying, have more time to reflect on what you're seeing. Right. And so that alone is going to make you see things that maybe you wouldn't see if you were just driving through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes we, we may just have a destination planned which for us is generally the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Since we're walking, we've got to come back as well. Um, and otherwise, I don't have anything planned in between. So we'll just kind of ask the group, all right, do you want to cross the tracks at um, the Krog Tunnel, or do you want to go to the Inman Park Marta Station? Or, you know, and we try to not retrace our steps on the way back. Yeah. So again, I want to keep it as loose as possible and you know, if we see something interesting in one direction that's a little bit off of our path, let's go for it. Let's go check it out. You said that so far they've all started at Inman Park. Do you have any mm-hmm. plans to start them in different areas of the city? We've considered that. I do like the fact that we're starting at park grounds, and I've talked with the folks that run the coffee shop, and uh, they were very enthusiastic and happy to have us there as well especially when we bring in 31 people that are going to eat breakfast and buy coffee there. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I think rather than trying to move the start location, Mm -hmm. I want to incorporate Marta a little bit into our hikes. Mm -hmm. So we could go some places that are a little further from downtown, midtown, uh, Reynoldstown area by hopping on the train Mm -hmm. to get to our start point, hiking around there, and then coming back. That's a good idea. If you incorporate MARTA between the buses um, and the rail system, that broadens where we can go tremendously. Because right now I'm essentially looking in a four-mile radius of Reynoldstown, which there's a lot of cool stuff. There's Piedmont Park, Grant Park, um, Fernbank Forest, lots of things. But if we can hop on the train, it's not everything. Exactly. Atlanta's a big city, so... When you did the Beltline hike, did you actually hike, walk on the tracks, or is it just like around? Good question. You know, I didn't know what to expect fully going into that. That's one of the the hikes where we had a guest leader, and we had some some people that were familiar with the Beltline organization and had hiked the tracks, walked the tracks before. And we did. We jumped right on the tracks, and it's kind of tricky. A lot of people don't realize it's not a complete loop around the city. There are places where it's not connected and you have to walk on the sidewalk for a few blocks. But it's neat to be able to see where it is and kind of think about, all right, how are they going to tackle this problem when they actually um, construct the belt line? But we were walking on the tracks. Uh, That's something you can't do year-round because there's so much kudzu and other invasive plant species and it's just completely overgrown. Some of the sections aren't used at all right now. Well, we used to live um, in an apartment building on Ralph McGill that overlooked the Beltline, and it was just a field of kudzu mm-hmm. out there. You yeah. could barely see the tracks. Couldn't see anything. And we tried I, to go over there at well, some point, we didn't we? But we couldn't even figure out how to get over yeah. there. But, we, uh, but anyway, when I, when I found out about the urban hiking group, it was right after you guys had done the Beltline uh-huh. one. And I was just like, oh my God, I gotta get in on this. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with walking the Beltline, but I really want to. <laughs> and I just, like we went about three and a half years ago, we went on a mm-hmm. bus tour of the Beltline, a part of the Southwest right. um, 
segment of the belt line. And it was cool, but you know, you're on a bus, so there's only so much yeah. you can see. And I don't know, I'm just kind of obsessed with actually walking the belt line to see, you know, here's what they've got to work with. Here's the starting point, you know? Yeah. Well, you sort of get a feel, I think, for maybe what they're trying to accomplish with it, because Atlanta very much feels like a lot of little individual fiefdoms more so than a big connected city. And I mean, right. I'm sure every city, you know, to some extent is like that. But I don't know. I mean, kind of like Amber, I wonder if it would make it feel more interconnected to be able to have this loop that goes around all these varying neighborhoods. Well, I have to say that having hiked, I guess we did about a seven-mile section of the Beltline, mostly the eastern side. Really, it's one of the most beautiful ways to see the city. Especially, everybody's been on ponds under the bridge near the Whole Foods shopping center. Well, that's part of the Beltline. I didn't even realize that before the hike. The view you have of the city from on top, on the tracks there, above Ponce, is amazing. And from there, it continues north into Piedmont Park and hugs the eastern side um, of Piedmont Park. And I realized also that a lot of people use the Beltline as a way to get around town on foot. We met a lot of people on the tracks that day. Hmm. And if you, if you think about it, these rail lines, for the most part, mm -hmm. they go over major streets. Mm -hmm. So you don't have stoplights, you don't have stop signs, and as long as you don't try to do it during the growing season when it's completely overgrown with kudzu and other plants, it's a pretty fast way to get around. We even saw some mountain bikers biking some of the sections as well. Really? Yeah. That's that interesting. interesting. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that you know it was kind of a prevalent thing, relatively speaking. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you see anything else along the way that surprised you? We saw there were a few um, homeless shelters. Um, some of them actually looked fairly elaborate, which I was surprised. Uh, one of which I tend to think maybe it was more of an art project than an actual homeless shelter of some kind, um, just the way it was arranged and everything. But it, it was interesting because you would go through sections where you couldn't really see anything else around you except the tracks and the plants that were in the area. Other sections were much more urban. Um, aside from that, we did see a skate park, which I thought was kind of interesting. There was some ramps actually set up under a bridge, and uh, I can't think of anything else particularly interesting in that section, but again, that was about a third of the total belt line. I think it's 22 or 23 miles. Yeah, something like that. So we just saw a small piece of it, and there's a lot more. I haven't seen the other sections, but I'd love to go. Yeah. We're actually considering having a second belt line tour um, possibly in June, as it really depends on how overgrown it is for the section that we want to go on, um, as to if we can actually get through there or not. Yeah, we might have to wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you say that. I, well, no, I actually. I mean, I'm, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, I know people that have yeah. done machete hikes. I was invited yeah. to go on one, on one of the western sections. Yeah. That would be fun. Maybe not open to the public. But. Yeah, that's going to be a smaller hike. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if people are interested in joining a hike in the future, how should they find you and get in touch? Well, there's a couple ways to find us. Um, the blog is a good place to start. 
urbanhikingatlanta.blogspot.com. We also have an email address through Wonderroot, urbanhiking at wonderroot.org, which as of this weekend, I have not been able to access. So, working on that right now. Hopefully we can get that up and running. Um, but the blog site is up and running, and I'll get any messages that are posted on there as well. Yeah. Thanks very much. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. The song you heard in this podcast was Flux by Drop Trio, available only on Magnatune.com. Thanks for listening to Mostly ITP on the Georgia Podcast Network. Visit us at gapodcastnetwork.com. If you have a question, comment, or drunken rant, leave us a voicemail by calling 678-389-9441. Who knows, it might be featured in a podcast. You can also email us at info at gapodcastnetwork.com.